Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident rebel instigator of the pod, DL. What up, rebel instigator life? More of a rebel rebellion instigator, should I say. More like a reticent rebellion <laughs> instigator. That's some bloody good alliteration there, DL. I was trying I to think it. of a third R, but I couldn't <laughs> I think. I know, there's... there's a re- did you see A rebel... A re- reticent rebel... Oh, a reticent rebel. A wow. reticent riot rebeler. Oh. A rebeler riot. too many. I think you've got too far here, DL. Okay, sorry. Too far. I digress. Have you seen that film, R.R.R.? That was that English. R R R R R R. There we go. Now I understand. Because I did it in a American accent. Yeah. Uh, no. It's uh, it's got really good reviews. Anyway, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm like life is starting to like fucking slow down, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. You should cherish this moment. Oh, I'm cherishing. cherishing some whiskeys tonight beautiful uh yeah i've been doing a lot of shit i've actually been taking this uh writing course which anyone who asked or talks to me would probably hear about because i talk about it all a you lot. talk about it's yeah, pretty yeah, fun yeah, i know it's really cool um and it's been like really helpful like i've always written a bit on the side like short stories and it helps you like take like a cool scene and dynamic you're trying to explore between two characters and kind of piece it into something bigger and hmm. help you think about like how to structure a story, not just how to write cool shit for a moment. Like, I think get we it all talked tidy. about this, like as in George R. R. Martin could do with sort of some structure around how to work. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, there's like the old saying, like gardening versus. I think we talked about it in the control tower. Uh, this course doesn't really talk about it like that. It it just talks about like going in with the plan, but not knowing the whole thing. Yeah, and, yeah. But each time you go in and write something, having a plan for writing that thing. Ooh. But uh, yeah, George. Um, he doesn't have a plan. I think he has a plan. I think he's just ambitious. Oh wow! Okay, you know my guys aren't my mind? guys aren't create. They're not teaching me how to create worlds. They're trying <laughs> one character. George has like literally seven thousand. Oh my god, that guy's incredible. Yeah. Well, I've been up some cool stuff too. I was in Perth for a week, so hence why there wasn't a pod last weekend. Yeah, I did know this. It was beautiful. Oh my god, Perth! Like it blew away all my expectations. I don't know what I was expecting. I had zero going in. A mining so, town, maybe. Yeah, kind of. Did you I, find the radioactive thing that they lost over there? Was that what you were up to? Yeah, yeah, that's where I was. You that's why I've got it. no hair or yeah. eyebrows. <laughs> Did you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing in the it desert. It was all over lost. Instagram. Yeah, it was crazy. How, How did you lose that? that? Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And why yeah. does a mining company have it? Well, I mean... All their bombs and all things. All the money? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, like, probably. Ready to set the world on fire? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Anyway, it was fantastic. Had a lovely time. I'd say I de-stressed. We spend the whole time traveling around with my partner's mother. So yin and yang. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know she was there. Part of me de-stressed. Part of me did not de-stress. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, Tasmania was similar. Oh, yeah, Yeah. really? Of course. Yeah, Just doing a lot of like, you know, moving around and being host and things. Yeah, Yeah, hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Looking looking after old people's fun. Yeah, it is. Hey, look, guys, if you want to hear us talk about our days, our weeks, feel free. We're going to be bantering a little bit now, mainly talking about the things we've been up to in our geeky spheres. But you can jump around. There will be time codes in the description. As always, thanks to friend of the show and editing podcast genius, Mr. Matthew Bliss of Blissery.fm. He's a genius. We'll tell you all his details at the end of the show. Hit him up if, you want, if you're a budding podcaster. DL, yes. what have you been up to? Dude, I have been... Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real gambit this week. <laughs> My, like, mine's uh, so random. It's all over the place. Mine is so uh, random. Well, for, I'm going to save the best for last. Okay. Oh, Pun intended. Uh, And I actually watched Casablanca. 
Damn. This week. How many times did you fall asleep? Once. <laughs> how, well, legitimately how, once. How many times? Legitimately only once. Over how many days did you have only, to watch tw- it? Twice. Two days. Okay, but right. I fell asleep after 30 minutes one time. Okay. All right, all right. And I had a great sleep. So I think I know, <laughs> <laughs> like, who needs fucking Vicodin? <laughs> what is it? Not Vicodin. That's the pain one. Who needs uh, Ambien? Yeah, when you've just, got Casablanca. Just watch Casablanca. So tell me why you watch Casablanca, deal. Why yeah, was it? It's part of the class. We had to, like, analyze it. And, like, uh-huh. it, it's actually quite good school tactical thing to analyze this the story of, like, a character who's one way and then he's another way. Or she's another way. So you can, because there's quite distinct things that change in this one character based off external events pressuring down on him. So it was, uh, it was a good watch. Look, mm. I get it. Mm. I think I understand why I it's get a it. Cla- <laughs> I understand why it's one a classic. Of the best rated movies of all time. No, I understand why it's a classic. I don't have any patience for that type of thing. I literally zero. Yeah, yeah. You need some shitty CGI and a Mar- Marvel Not climax. No, I just that- need one of those sky beams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the sky, thunder, yeah. no blue like, lights. I I appreciate classic movies, and yeah. I've seen a lot of them in my time. I yeah. I just don't have the energy to do it. It's like there's so much, so little time we have in the world anyway. Yeah, I just want more time. But anyway, same. Um, I'm glad don't I did. All. There are parts about it that like are timeless for sure. Yeah, there's parts about it where I'm like I'm watching a movie in the 20s, like the way that like everyone's like so doughy eyed. Yeah. It's like, like a wonderful world at Christmas. Yeah. I just don't watch that movie. It's terrible. Yeah, well, I don't know about that one. I I've seen it about a thousand times. Dude, I've, I saw, I, I watched, and I am really slogging with this, I watched the third episode of The Lord of the Rings show. Honest to I God. I still haven't finished it. No, honest to God, I'm, I don't think I will. I'm, I'm, no, no, I think you, I, the reason I haven't is because Gil's slowly catching up. Uh, I want to finish it. Right, Do right, not right. get me wrong. Okay. And you, Tommy, you have to finish it. Also, the third episode, like, Making a face like, Ugh. no, I'm just saying like it doesn't. It gets much better in the, like the like this. Are you at the part where they're fucking in the island still? No, I'm, I don't even know where I'm at. Numenor. No, we're not there yet. Oh, that part's kind of boring. Yeah, it's but it's uh, pretty but anything boring with, so far. I, anything with the dwarf For a billion dollars. Anything with the dwarves, the elves, and the hobbits. Big big fan. I'm excited to see the dwarf stuff. That's what I'm excited. Yeah, to that see. comes. But it's I like just episode five, four, and five. It's so slow. It I is, just don't have the, the Lord energy. The Rings it's, is slow. But, I, but for example, yeah, I get that. But for example, I fell off Breaking Bad. I never finished Breaking Bad. So, me neither, though, to be fair. Well, exactly. Like, you've got to keep me hooked. The writer, I'm not hooked in the slightest. <laughs> the writer's class guy was like talking about how like the story structure, uh-huh. how characters change. And he's like, as we watch Walter White start here <laughs> to the where it ends. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> and he saw me and I didn't complain. I just did this. Yeah. And he's like, come on, dude. Everyone it's, knows it's been, it And I was like, I didn't complain. I'm just looking out for myself. Everybody like, knows where he ends up as Heisman. Come on. I, I, of course, but he was going to talk about like the ending of each character. And so I just bleep for 30 seconds. For sure. I, well, I know, I, I know how he ends. Do you know how he ends? I'm pretty sure he dies. But yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for that's Breaking pretty Bad, obvious. <laughs> like, anyway, he's got he always had cancer. Like, yeah, that's actually a good like, point. Well, he doesn't die the way you think he will. Then. Okay. Um, oh well, that was you didn't need to tell me that. Well, I don't know. How yeah. do you know? It could be anything. He could take the well, wrong cancer, cancer pill. <laughs> Did you ever watch the the Archer episode where he goes on a rampage because he's got cancer? Mike and Ike's? Uh, no, no, the Archer Mike and Vikes. Oh, is that what he's taking? No, no, that's a different episode. He's like, no, no, he's got cancer. He, he like yeah. full loses yeah, yeah, yeah. his hair. And he goes, he's rampage! Yeah, because he thinks he's going to die to like save yeah. his kid or something. No, it's because they're, um, the company is selling the cancer drugs are replacing them with like candy, basically. So they're, they're not actually getting better. Um, and he's like got his, all his hair and he looks uh, great. And, and Layla, 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 I was her name. Layla's like, Layla. Lana. Sorry, Lana. Lana, dude. La- Lana! How do you miss Lana's Lana? Lana's like, 
why have you still got your hair? Like, what's going on here? And then they test all the stuff, and it's literally like, and so he goes on a rampage. And yeah. He's like, oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah, killing yeah. all the mafia guys. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, such a good episode. Look, we've got a massive detail here. What else have you been up to? Uh, Casablanca. I've been watching uh, His Dark Materials, the third season. Where's the third it's season? It's an HBO show. It's only three books. Huh. It's very tweeny, but I started to, you know, when you're like, you got to finish it. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm just going to finish it. Yeah. But I really do like the guy. It's the guy that plays Professor Xavier in uh, X-Men Young. Oh, yeah. So uh, it, James, not James McAvoy? Yeah. I think that's his name. It's one of the two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> English guy. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like him. And he's a he's like not the main character, the main character's father, who's kind yeah. of quite, he's the most interesting character in the show. And he hasn't been in it much, but he's apparently in it this season a lot more. And so I've like kind of enjoyed it but it's quite too tweeny what's it about god i wish i could tell you it's like about yeah, it's, it's it's uh james mcavoy yeah. I, I was thinking of michael fassbender's face yeah while, 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 while saying the other guy's name yeah i got him right it's technically a, it's about this like multi-dimensional world and and you you start in one and you broaden out to others but in this world there's like a kind of like a catholic church that controls the narrative the equivalent and uh her, this character is like almost like a renaissance man or who's the guy that like the lutheran okay. church who's like actually the priests don't know everything they're doing this to control you and i've made this massive scientific uh. discovery that there's other worlds and i'm gonna find a way to get there and that's kind of how it kicks off and then there's all other high fantasy shit interesting um is it, it actually good though it's better than shadow and bone <laughs> That's but, coming back soon. But not by much. So what's it called? Let me just go uh, IMDb super fast. Uh, it is called His Dark Materials. Oh, of course. Yeah. But I you're. Think... I don't think you're going to like it. It's the... the main character's mom is like really gnarly and crazy and like an interesting character. Each each character has like this like kind of date. I forget what they call it, but it's like this pal. It's like representative of their soul. Okay. And it's an animal. So they have these like. Uh, it's got a 7.8 in IMDb. It's, it's Pretty not good. that. It's not bad it's not great okay all right people like it's it. entertaining the people do like it mm. i i have found it a bit too tweeny okay yeah interesting speaking of expanding into new worlds we took a tiny little break there while DL decided he wanted to expand himself into a, need, at least another seat never mind a new world <laughs> what can you explain what you got there i just got a uh, milkshake delivered <laughs> peanut butter one it's quite rich actually wow it's so rich and uh yeah, it's another three thousand calories I didn't need, but minimum at least. Yeah, good for you, man. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad that you uh, you know where you're expanding these days. Uh, I watched a thing this week. We started a new thing, and yeah. you know, do you ever sit down to watch a thing with like your partner and you go, "Oh yeah, let's try this. This looks really good." And then you watch an episode and you go, "We're never gonna finish that." <laughs> so we watched the first episode of a new show, which is actually getting a lot of hype on Netflix called Treason. It's got Charlie Cox, the guy who plays Daredevil in it. He's like the main character. Honestly, so uninteresting. It was like a really generic, like spy plot. Like the head of MI6 had been, uh, that had been an attempt on his life. Oh my god! And Matt Murdock, what? Sorry, Charlie Cox has got to step into the main guy's role, and he was being blackmailed, and it what, just wasn't interesting. What makes a spy plot interesting is a good question. Great, question. you know there are bad spy plots. Blah blah blah. Spy plot movies yeah there's a there's a movie that leo did that no one ever talks about and i guess his publicist did a really good job of fucking hiding it keeping it down because everyone <laughs> no one associates leo with bad movies but this is like a really mediocre movie really what's it called and i'm getting there very well, it's an interesting question because like if you watch a lot of the james bond stuff like that's what i always think of when i think spy like immediately i know it's not the be all and end all but 
for the most part, more it's more entertaining than it is spy. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it has to be entertaining first. And this was not entertaining. God, he's a producer on everything. I can't find Leo. Yeah, yeah, he is. It was called uh, Body of Lies. I've recognized that name. What year was it? It was in 2008, which was also like peak Leo. Yeah. If you look at all the movies he did during this well, time. 2004, Aviator. Six, The yeah. Departed. Yeah. Six, Blood Diamond. Eight, Body of Lies. But even continuing, Inception after. like this is Shutter like, Island, Inception. This oh was days. his like peak period of making movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look, it wasn't. Django good. 2012. Like, wow, very, that's insane. It's not very good. What a run he had. And then he had yeah. this one just in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that was then just... he, he did Revolutionary Road afterwards. I've never even heard of that film. Yeah, What's that about? I don't know. It's got it... Kate Winslet in it, so of course. Yeah, well, of course it does. Why did they? Yeah. Oh, I, I've heard, it's like a marriage story. Anyway. Interesting. Well, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Sorry, it is. Yeah. It's the one that you always see the, the yeah. gif of her like exploding or whatever. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, Treason, just can't recommend it. Like it's one of those shows. It was probably an hour long first episode and 30 minutes in, we were both kind of looking at each other like, is this, is this going to end anytime well, soon? Well, a bad pilot, there's nothing worse, right? Yeah. You can't make a pilot interesting. Yes. And, and like, yeah. I love, I love him. I think he's great. Charlie Cox is a fantastic actor just didn't work for him like i don't know what it was like maybe there mm. weren't enough corridors for him to have fights in. yeah parking lots <laughs> like, did they try did they try a parking lot scene no unfortunately did not he didn't even get even a proper thriller scene. he didn't even get an action scene in it even in a spy movie a parking lot scene fucks. it wasn't a movie it's a show it's like a even five a, episodes even in, a, in a spy setting didn't a get a parking lot scene a single fucks. action scene okay not that interesting anyway what, what else have you been up to i think we well, I'm, I'm down to the the best for last, which is The Last of Us. Of course. I mean, it's really exciting. I'm really freaking bummed. I have to wait it like a week, a week every time. <laughs> I want to just watch it all. It's like Game of Thrones. It's like back to that. Yeah, it is a bit annoying. But like cool Game, TV. Of, Game of Thrones, what I will say is like Game of Thrones is a bit more dense at times. Interesting. This is more like simple and measured. and I like it though. No, I love it. But it's like, I feel like in Game of Thrones, I can go rewatch an episode. I could rewatch this, but I could rewatch an episode in Game of Thrones and catch things that I might have missed. This doesn't feel that way. So you've much? seen all three episodes to this point. I have, yeah. Yeah. I kind, I kind of somewhat agree. I think mainly coming off that third episode, and let's, we're just talking full spoilers for the first three episodes of The Last of Us here. That third episode is so dense, so yeah. heavy, like so freaking emotional. Yeah. It's a bit like Black Panther. I don't think I could go back and watch that film. I couldn't watch that third episode again. Different reasons. Yeah, of course. For me. <laughs> very different. Very different <laughs> reasons. I agree with the point you made. But wow, was that a good episode. Uh, and that's really yeah. interesting as well, because that character is like really minor character in the game. Like the not, Bill character. Not even a, yeah, well, one of them, Frank, isn't even Isn't in even it. in it. Like he's been, he might be in it for a And I second. love how much they built out of that backstory. Yeah. Like, no, it's, so it's, a, it's one of the best things that I've, like one of the best like adaption changes I've for seen. For sure. Ever. I think part of it also is for this like, because I just know I've played the game. I've played mm-hmm. the game at least three times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's a good adaption. Like it does, like there's certain sequences that are directly from the game because it's so cinematic. Yeah, okay. I just know what's going to happen and I want, mm-hmm. I want. Something different? Uh, no, not even different. I want more of it because I'm like, I've um, already seen this. Like every time I get to the end of this episode, I'm like, oh, how do we not get farther? You know what I mean? Because I know the parts that I want to get journey. to. And, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so interesting. I don't but know. it's really be- good. Because yeah. it's been so long since I played the game so i played it when it first came out so i got my ps4 and got this with it so it's like i think it's 2013 it came out so i literally played it 10 years ago i mean it's been remastered three yeah, times but, since well, then but i haven't played that's it. crazy i've only yeah. played it the once so i'm like this is 
really interesting revisiting all this stuff that i was literally living in manchester i was a different human being back then you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so it's fast fascinating like really totally. good really good and i think we might even do an episode on it i feel like it's even at this point there's enough to dig our teeth into i would be happy to do an episode on it even though we've already done an episode on the, game, our episode, yeah. the episode on the game you can compare and contrast do you know that um, is like nearly two years ago? Like I was looking yeah. at it and I think it was one of our, it's like our 20th episode. It's yeah, crazy. We, I wonder why we picked that one. All right. Because we knew this show was coming out. Uh, it just took why? this long to get Yeah, it. damn. They did delay this beast. Really took a while, but I mean, I'm they've done a they good did. job. Yeah, I'm glad they did. Um, are you, quickly though, are you sold on Bella Ramsey? Ah, not really. Hey, if you want my full opinion on it, check out my YouTube video that okay. just dropped okay. on our YouTube channel, Podcast Assemble. And for anyone who is interested, I've actually just split it out. So our podcasts... We'll now be dropping on a separate YouTube channel, which is just called the Podcast Feed, Podcast Assemble Feed. So they're both linked on the thing. Go check it out. Go watch the new uh, Last of Us video. I think you'll love it. And you'll find out some of my opinions on Bella Ramsey. Yes, yes. I did hear about it. There but you I go. Also wanted it my talk. final one, just quickly moving on. And it's one yeah. we actually talked about when we did our best of 2022 episode. Mm. And we talked about a movie called Devotion. And now you probably don't remember this, but. We did talk about it because we said this has got potential if you look at it as like on a piece of paper to Mm -hmm. be like a Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. It's Jonathan Majors, who's Kang the Conqueror, you'll know from the new upcoming Ant-Man film. It is the other dude from Top Gun Maverick who is the other good looking guy. I can't resume. The white guy who just has all the teeth. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Hangman. Him. And a bunch of really talented actors. It's about the story of this, one of the first black people to join the military. uh, be be a pilot effectively and how mm-hmm. he was a trailblazer at least that's what it's supposed to be uh we watched the movie uh on i think it was friday night or maybe saturday night and we were both a little bit hungover and we both it must have been must have been sunday night yeah. both a little bit hungover and we we're both a bit like oh you know like i've heard this is really good mm. so i was like let's watch this it's fucking boring <laughs> i can't i can't like get over how dull it was and it's not about the black guy who pioneered all this stuff and was the first to fly planes and do all this aviation cool stuff. No, it was about the fucking white savior dude who was his like mate and just sort of tagged along for the ride. Hangman? Yeah. So he's not a hangman in this. Not in this. <laughs> he's he's a uh, he's a colonel in this, so he, he ranks above the guy. Uh, and obviously Jonathan Major's character at the time, like he, he struggles to get promotions and get higher ranks, etc. Product of its time. And I. I don't know how you, like, they made it boring by not focusing on this guy. And I, I don't know if it's because they didn't know enough about him or they mm. didn't have, like, a lot to go on for the story. I wanted so much more from this movie. It had so much fun. And no wonder it just got, like, snuck out and put on Netflix straight away. Is that? I don't think it went straight to Netflix. It had a theater No, it had a very theater limited theater around. release. But... Well, I think it's also, like, how do you compete with Top Gun Maverick? Well, you don't. There's, like, no, that, that movie is so good. For a start, it's the wrong year for it to come out. And for a second, it's like, well, I mean, for a second, it's got great characters. I'm like these these actors; they're all like the next big things. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you how do you mess this up so bad? I'm so confused by it all. I haven't seen it, but I am gonna watch it. So well, I'll, I'll I'm, report I'm like back. itching about how bad it was. Yeah, please report back. I'd like to know your thoughts because, mm-hmm. like, we were bored by the, by the end of it. I was ready to just like skip and see how it ended. Seriously, did you care enough to see? Yeah, yeah. We sat we sat to the end, but it was like really painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear hey look what we're gonna do now is we're gonna talk a little bit about have you heard which yes. is where we do this segment which is a bit random but we just talk about things we've heard in the news in our geeky spheres that we like and sometimes 
Drayed us a bit of ra- random news from the middle of nowhere that we I don't do know. have some this week. We've got some great news though this week. Yeah. Uh, we've got some news about Justin Roiland, who's apparently a bad bloke. And we've got a lot of news about DC dropping bombs. So DL, have you heard this week? And I'm starting on a slight tangent here. And we got this, by the way, we got this sent to us by a bunch of the friends of the show. Thank you so much, friends of the show. We love it. And a lot of them were saying... When are, they, we have, when are we going to have our first ep- our episode on the first series? But also, when are you going to watch the first ep- first series of Invincible? <laughs> we got the trailer the trailer for the second season. Uh, when does it come out? Well, that's the fun thing about the trailer. It's very meta. It's self-referential. It's just the main guy Invincible sat in a in a in a like a diner with an alien, and like half of the conversation has been like, "Yeah, it's going to be this year. It could be earlier. It could be later. It could be mid year." And it's a bit like it's a bit meta like that, like the show is meta or trolling. It's a bit of both. <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, I will watch that soon. Well, thank you for the show, Bertie, for sharing that. And he also sort of said, come on, mate, pull your finger out. Yeah, well, do it. I mean, like, there's actually a drought right now. We went from having everything to, like, just The Last of Us. That's it. So it might be the time. What it's, is it on? Is it it's on Amazon? quick as well, Amazon. You, yeah. You'll fly through it. I swear you'll watch, like, two episodes and you'll be like, all right, all this right. is it. Game on. I'm Game into on. this. Although I did just start season of his dark material why would you watch that over this i don't know i'll try i'll do this is infinitely i'll do an better. episode tonight watch a couple of episodes and yeah we'll see how we go you've watched two two seasons of that already you can watch a couple of episodes of this i think they're only like 35 40 minutes like you'll power through it you'll be done in no time i agree he's look at this salesman he's selling <laughs> the converted <laughs> never stop selling dl Ugh. what have you heard this week dl I have heard a lot of stuff, and I'm oh gonna, my days! I'm going to start with the negative news. Oh wow! Netflix rolling out account changes for password no. sharing. No, I think we may have to break up this unison we have. Let's <sighs> see if they get us. Maybe the IP not. range will be close enough because we live close, close enough. Yeah, yeah, but they're apparently they're probably cracking down. I heard this. I was reading uh, that they do a Wi-Fi like router code check or something like once a month. It's like, how are they going to? Surely they'll just lose all of their business. I don't know. I guess it'll be a test. They're, I think that what they're what they're gonna do is they're gonna roll it out in certain rich areas first. Okay, learn from it for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. And then they're the ones who'll lose it first. Though. And then rich people like to stay rich. I don't know. I think they're like these as a service, like like it's just a reoccurring thing yeah. on my credit card. I, I reckon they'll do that and they'll like pocket it. They'll test how it responds and like samples, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't think I think it'll screw them bad, and I think their stock price will go way down, and they'll panic and change their mind. I don't, I don't think they would roll it out everywhere without sure. having seen how the effects will happen. Like, sure. Does that make sense? I don't think it's going to be this like big thing either way. Have, have you seen that it'll tweet? Slowly happen. Have you seen that tweet they did from back like I don't know, like ten years ago? And it's like passwords are made for sharing. <laughs> it's like no, it's not. Times have changed. How the times have changed. Did they delete DL? their tweet? Nope. No, of course not. Of course they're not. What else you got, DL? What do you heard? Um, I've also seen some new stuff coming out about RE4. They, there's like a Ooh. playthrough of the first, like, I don't know, 14 hours or something. You're obsessed with Sorry. Resident Evil games. Five hours. I am. So obsessed. But this one in particular. Why? Why so Because this one? this one is like the one that got me in. Like, I always watched them. Okay. Like, growing up, I had like older cousins or whatever who would play them and I watched them and I was too scared. This was the first one, I think, or maybe the second, I played, like, all the way through myself. Huh. It's just such a good game. Yeah. It's still one of the best games ever made. Okay. It's on, like, top 50 game list to this day. Haven't they, re- haven't they already remade it once? 
No, they did that for the first one. Okay, all right. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited for you. Like literally, like this is Very so exciting. you. Very exciting. Which was the one where he like punches the rock? Is it Resident Evil Six? How many times you got to ask? I've given Should... you this information. No, you haven't. I yes, I just think we need Resident to keep going back to it. <laughs> and he punches boulders, not rocks. Isn't it crazy that they went from like breaks. one of the best games of all time to Resident Evil Five? Well, Resident Evil Five wasn't even that bad. You mean Resident Evil Six is when it gets really bad. Resident, it, what you'll say, what I think, what the, you're properly saying as a fanboy, and you will acknowledge, uh-huh. is that it went from being one of the best survival horror games sure. to being a, a, a meme bad action of like game. an sure. action game that's really, really great game mechanics, but like just like really fun to play, but not what it was. Yeah, not as like creepy and interesting so but why did they why did they show that off where was sh- that i think it was just like they gave it to some like publishing out oh really like, wow and the interesting thing is the parts of resident Evil 4 that like got a lot of grief was like some people liked it some people didn't but it was like the first time where they kind of started going from like pure survival horror to a bit more action and a bit more like kind of goofiness to it oh uh, yeah uh and like uh what's like slapsticky kind yeah. of and uh, I-, I liken it to like aliens one to aliens Ooh. two yeah, like yeah, yeah, Aliens Two still scary, but it's a bit of a it's a completely different tone. It's a yeah, it's almost a different genre. Check out our pod on that. Yeah, this is uh, the same thing, and apparently they've changed that back to be much more scary. Interesting. So it's like a it's like a retail. so they should. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be well. If you're going to change, if you're going to make a new game, like change the tone a bit, do something different. The reason why I asked you that is because IGN are reporting that PlayStation, Xbox, nor Nintendo will appear at E3 this year. Yeah, I did see like, that. E3 is fucking dead. Well, like, now it is. So dead. What yeah. are they going to have? I don't know. I guess that, like... The Rock? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it should go on. I feel like it should become, like, a, a, a every other year or, like, every four years, like, last I don't think that's going to help. Me neither. I think that these guys don't want to promote each other, and they don't want to do it all at one why, place. Why would they? And Because I think, like, it's more like the idea that, like, if you increase the pie... Like if you all come mm-hmm, together and mm-hmm, create a mm-hmm. culture of around gaming, you're going to increase the economy of gaming. I mean, it's pretty hectic already. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it can't get bigger. I think we should have a funeral for E3 this year. I should, did, I, E3 <laughs> like, used to be this, they, so cool. I think that they should just turn it into like a mobile apps thing or something. Big time. They need to, they need to pivot. They can pivot it somehow. They need to pivot. It's got to be like, we Just ask ChatGPT how to pivot. <laughs> We're a bit obsessed with ChatGPT over here, guys. Who Look, isn't? Did you hear this week's yell that apparently, well, apparently it's happened. Adult Swim and... A lot of others have all cut ties with Justin Roiland, the co-creator yeah, this is of Rick and Morty. Well. This is a bit of a mess by the sounds of it. It is interesting that this is like happening because it's like, yep. No, well, a he, it's like he's been convicted of it, so he's he's done it, like well, by he, the court of law, whatever he's like. It wasn't like it's been he has been convicted. It's not like one of those cancels before he. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. been a court ruling. Right. That's my understanding. Well, I was listening to an interesting podcast the other day and it was saying like a lot of times for stuff like this, big companies, for someone who's like apparently really important to Rick and Morty, just wouldn't I mean, care. She wouldn't care. They're just like, look at Ezra Miller. The man was, man was charged. He's not with, even important. Well, I mean, he's, yeah. the, he's the final piece of that puzzle. But I mean, comparatively. Well, interestingly. This guy does the voices for both and is the co-creator. Well, that. Two things there. Yeah. So what the guy was saying was effectively like in, in the world of media, like. If he's getting dropped from all the stuff that he is, he, there's probably a lot more to come. There must be. There's probably something hideous there that, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, killed a ch- child or something. I don't know. Like, not well, that seems a bit. Crazy. I'm obviously, but they, <laughs> <laughs> they for sure, there for sure is like some gory 
you know, dirty details that are going to come sure. out that are not good. For sure. And There's the other no thing- other way. Cause like, even though like he did, like he's going to go pay his time for it. Yeah, for sure. And like, so it's like, why are you dissonating? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and the other thing is apparently like he doesn't do that much on Rick and Morty anymore. Apparently like in the writer's room and stuff, they like keep their distance from him. They're a bit like, you can't come in the writer's room anymore. And he, he I wonder if that's because he knew. Well, they maybe, knew. maybe. I mean, he rocks up and he does all the voices and that's pretty much it now to this point. Anyway, weird weird news um, i don't even know what to, my head doesn't know what to think about this i don't want to give it airtime but at the same time it's like how do you think rick and morty i mean you, how's it going to evolve but anyone can do a rick and morty impression right surely surely people can do rick and morty impressions uh yeah, yeah, rick, yeah. Uh, no. uh, yeah exactly like, there you go you, we did it guys i don't know we recast like, rick i mean i know they'll try so we'll find out yeah absolutely yeah, i mean they still have to do like 20 billion seasons oh my they? god it's like a <laughs> 10 the season like. a thousand episode yeah. run jesus so yeah they'll be they'll be there for a while final bit of news from my NDL. did you hear about the whole new dc slate been released yeah james gunn yeah. He, when he just, he just basically at least he didn't go untitled project 12 yeah. through 15 <laughs> that's very true. like he he what i will say is he was very specific to a fault i'd say i don't know like to he, a fault. they said this isn't even the full this isn't even the full listing. Of so, course it's not, but like it's a fault to the to a fault. Sure. Well, the movies they've they've highlighted coming out is Superman Legacy, The Brave and the Bold, which I have no idea about. Swamp Thing, The Authority, and Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow. There's a Batman movie now. I think that's The Brave and the Bold, and it focuses on uh, his son Damian Wayne, who's a real cool little ninja. So I'm intrigued to know where they go. There. It sounds like a slightly that? slightly further down the line batman yeah have you heard about that like run yet is that a real that's a run that happened i'm pretty sure it is i know superman legacy is yeah i think it is too for the batman one but it's like one i've never heard of we've got some correspondence about this at the end of the show assassin interesting yeah we've got some correspondence about this at the end of the show or i might save for next week coming out a little bit more about these but the tv shows there's walla which is based on amanda walla who i really liked i think she's that makes sense yeah yeah and that kind of carries on that peacemaker universe a little bit as well they can do that there's lanterns focusing on a couple of Green Lanterns. This sounds going to cool. be. This sounds cool. Which is going to be cool, I think. Yeah. Basically, like space police, force. space dress, yes, space like detective thriller. Yeah, like Dowski. They said one of them is going to be like like Game of Thrones. Oh, that was the oh, one. That's, that a was one. The... that's a different one. That's different one. He said it's like Game of Thrones set in like. Yeah, uh, so interesting. Uh, Creature uh, Creech Commandos, Booster Gold, which is like a big fan favorite for dc it's gonna be a comedy, paradise right? lost i think that's the one which he said was gonna be game of thrones and i think that's based on themiscara where wonder woman is from yeah it's a based off the origin place of wonder woman and the gods that like created it or something correct i, don't I think that's what it's about but like man like they've, he's cleaned house they've gone ham on this we've he talked about has. it a bunch of times and then he also was like i didn't did you see what he said about henry cavill he's like, yeah i didn't yeah. not i didn't fire henry cavill he was never cast i was oh, like pfft. I was like, mate, you should have just not said anything. Brutal. Because like we we all know what happened. Like yeah. you know, like don't yeah, yeah. don't like the rock pour gave salt him into the wound. Like <laughs> I love that the it rock was done. got pied off as well. They were just like I don't even think they, they talked were just about like him. screw this guy. No, apparently the rock went above them and tried to pitch his. You told me this a couple of weeks no, ago. No, yeah, yeah, but I don't think he even mentioned the rock in his like. Why would he? Yeah. I wouldn't I think either. It was like that. That's been un- that's water. It's dead, it. dead and buried. Are you, yeah. you excited for this? Does this give you like? Look, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's interesting. Okay. I think I said last time we were here, I was like, if the Ant-Man right. and the whatever is not good, I'm full DC fandom switch. Yeah. But okay, right, what right. I'll say is like, 
some of these, I'm excited to see what he does. Like, it's going to be young and fresh. Yeah. But when you do young and fresh, it really matters who you cast. Of course. And uh, we'll see. Superman's a massive one. But it, apparently it's, it's, that's he's the first confident, one. bro. Big time. But he's confident. So he's, I'm, yeah, I'm, he's a fan of these characters as well. And he's obviously a good writer. So he's yeah. writing that Superman movie. And it's apparently coming out mid to end of 2025. That's the first step in this. If, 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 man, if man's confident, I'm excited. I mean, he's confident and he's starting with Superman. But he's also that's that, pretty crazy. That's pretty bold. Well, my yeah, my you know what I mean. He's going with like the they best, did la- best, they did biggest last time. property. They yeah. did last time. Remember know, that? Like and that like, went well, didn't it? Well, it kind of did. People liked that movie, didn't they? In retrospect, they didn't love it at the time. Come on, I don't remember. Well, the one thing I but find- I can't find out. It's <laughs> <laughs> never that movie. Oh, amazing. But the thing I wanted to say about this was that my favorite bit about the whole thing was that James Gunn. Not only is he you know brimming with ideas. Super intelligent bloke. Obviously gets the materials. Bit of a nerd. Bit of a nerd. Not only has he learned from his time in the MCU, he's also learned from the old DCU. So he's clearly at a point where he's like, we can we can map this out and do it. What did he do before this stuff? Like he was in a bunch of horror elements. He, he did like a really weird, I forgot what it's called. It's not called here. It's like this weird random superhero movie with Ben Stiller where they're not actually heroes. It's fucking hilarious. That's, That's it? what it's called. It's always been Might superhero. be called Super. Uh, mm. No, no. He was doing like horror stuff before yeah. that. He's got like, a, a wild very so, so can i say one thing sure all this excitement not here to poo poo but let here we go us all realize like as good as james gunn is what he's doing now he's never done anything like it before no one had done anything like it mm. before kevin feige so let's give respect to kevin of course understand he's had a rough go and not just ex- not just welcome out the red carpet like before he's done the work because it's not one it's not two it's not three it's not it's like three phases is when you get to the equivalent of what the mcu but what i'm saying is like i don't it's nice i'm just not excited about one franchise anymore it would be nice like they've ruined things like godzilla they've ruined things like jurassic park like i just want to be excited about something else genuinely 100 percent. so bring in peacemaker (laughs) bring him back honestly i'm there there is a peacemaker isn't that the walt waller one like peacemaker and the crew i'd love to see if if he was in that i'm sure someone i think they i think he said they're, they're back but some of them were also in black adam if you remember so let's not pin our hopes on those guys a bit too much which who was in that the the one who's now married to James Gunn, I forgot her name. She's great. She's like the blonde one, the main one. Who um, Peacemaker kind of flirts with all the way through. She oh, she was in that. She was like in it for like a second. I don't remember. Like oh. a split. You know when they took him to prison and yeah. he was like downstairs in his like skinny form. Yeah. She was like there with like a weird haircut, completely different haircut <laughs> for like a minute. What's the point? Kind of, I don't know. Pointless. <laughs> so Let's tie fun. all this together for no reason. Gives you the last bit of news, DL. Studies show a new fungus is adapting to higher temperatures. No. Yeah. So the last of is going to happen? I don't know, but it's not a good sign. <laughs> no. <laughs> go go die. No. no. No, fungus are pretty important to the world. So no, don't go die. But hopefully you don't mess the human hopefully race. Hopefully you don't like, uh, what's it called? Mutate into something dangerous. That yeah, like a cordyceps. In the flower supply. Um, my, my partner was terrified of the clickers. Yeah, fair enough. Like, terrified. Part. I was like, ah. And that first scene at the beginning of the first episode where it's the, the Scottish dude and he's like, this could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. And it's like the seventies and it's like big head. From it was Silicon very Valley. cool. I enjoyed Did that. You, do you know, big head from I, Silicon yeah, Valley. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what's he been in lately? There. Look, we're going off topic here. Let us know if there's anything you've heard. We love it when you do. We love it when you send us stuff, send us memes. We are at the podcast assemble at gmail.com or at podcast assemble on Instagram. Hit us up, tag us, send us direct. We will call you out. DL. Yeah. Why don't you preface for us the main topic this week? 
main topic this week is Cassian Andor. Andor. We're a bit late to the party because of Tommy, to be frank. Hey, I had a tough Christmas, all right? I had things to do. Yeah. We are. We are talking Andor. We're going to talk non-spoilers and spoilers. We are, honestly, we have been trying to get to this for so long. <laughs> this was like first on the list for the year. And we just, oh, maybe even the end of last year. I can't remember when um, it finished. I don't know. It's like as if like you haven't watched it's it. It's almost like it took yeah, me a while yeah. to watch it, like Lord <laughs> of the Rings. DL, do you want to give me a stupid plot summary? Uh, yeah. Pretty, let's keep it easy and simple. An amazing long-form espionage thriller. Ah, we were talking about espionage before. Interesting. Um, the reason why that's a dumb summary is notice I didn't say Star Wars once. It, you could watch this thing and probably not know until episode seven, like eight. Interesting. I think. Well, I'm going to use the word Star Wars, but I'll give okay. you mine. I'll give you mine. A prequel to a prequel about the origins of a side character from a prequel movie, neither of which were particularly well loved, but somehow became probably the best Star Wars thing since original Star what's question mark i guess yeah that's fair that's a great that's a great summary it's a good but point. Are neither of them well up they were well, well reviewed at the time rogue one got ripped to pieces by who when it first came out whereas i, I now look back on it as like this is by who fabulous the critic not the critics by the, cri- like by the, the criticals s- no by the star wars fucking also shitters. the star wars net yeah but they never they don't know what they want it's, it's very true. They suck. Neither do we at this point. Let's no, be frank. I know. This is what I want. I know what I want. I want more, I want more of, of this. <laughs> but interesting. Well, we'll talk about it, but this isn't, this is apparently having a rough ride. We'll talk about that in a minute, but what? before we do, can you guess for me the IMDB score for this? Uh, 8-6. I would tell you, but my iPod is locked. Uh, it is actually 8-4. <laughs> what nice. about the Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, 97. 96. Yeah. Wow. That's unreal. Yeah, that's one of good. the highest rated Ron Smart things we've ever done. Yeah, it's up there for sure. We don't normally do things this intelligently thought of. Yeah, it takes me a long time to get you there, but we get there. Final one, Metacritic. What do you think the Metacritic score? Eighty. Seventy-four. So that's Dude, still pretty fuck good. Off Metacritic, bro. It's still pretty good. What's above? What, like Shawshank Redemption's the Pro- only thing. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like what's above? Ca- Casablanca. Fucking. For those people who can't me. fall, who don't fall asleep. Yeah. Look, this is created by uh, Tony Gilroy. Yep. Who apparently isn't a huge Star Wars guy, but then wrote the screenplay for uh, Rogue One and all the Bourne movies. He clearly gets it. He's yeah. He's also done Nightcrawler. The uh, he's done a bunch. So he's, he of had cool a good stuff. run on. Yeah. Uh, he had a good or did one of the big episodes, like a famous episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is starring Diego Luna's Cassian Andor. He's so good. It's got a bunch of very cool characters. Uh, Cyril Khan played by Kyle Soller. It has Luthen Rail, played by the one and only Stellan Skarsgård, who's a favorite of the pod, might I add. He is a favorite. It's Mon Mothma's back. That's uh, Genevieve O'Reilly. It's got some really awesome characters. What, bit- is, what do you mean Mon Mothma's back? Was she in the Rogue One original? She was in Rogue yeah, One, yeah, yeah. And I think she's been in a couple of the more recent Star Wars films as well. I think she's also a character... Of, from, like, like the original from the trilogy. original but yes. just like a different actress correct yeah. from uh, i mean of course obviously she, she'd be like 80 i don't know for the people that are for the uninitiated and it has a couple of other people i'm gonna call andy circus in this it's got uh oh, Fio- so good fiona shaw and are you not gonna talk who's about amazing. adria arjona we can as big she's fabulous just stunning and we also have uh b2 emo so we have a b2 emo <laughs> That's the that's the bot in this one. Oh shit, she's in Morbius. I was wondering where she, yes. she looked familiar. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. She was yeah. in bloody Morbius. She was that yeah. other character who turned into a vampire or something at the end. Yeah. Do you want to give me the vague plot summary to this, Danielle? What's the overview? We are seeing the rebellion's beginning through the eyes of a familiar face, Cassian Andor. On his colony planet, we open with him being abused by the local security force. 
really the rent-a-cops, outsourced by the Empire to govern his colony, where a tragic accident leads him to murkin two rent-a-cops. Not one, but two, after they were abusing him ever so rudely in a dark alley. That sounded grim. Yeah, that sounded weird. <laughs> that sounded grim. Oh, I'm not sure where we're going with this. Grimmer than it should have been. What were they doing to him? Really, they were just trying to like take some money off of him. Yeah, they were just frisking uh, him. Anyway, there was a, it was an intense frisk, though. Yeah, a deep it was frisk. a really intense first episode. We slowly learn more about our main character, including the childhood trauma, the typical stuff, you know, as a result of Empire baddie activity that has given him his found family who adopted, in parentheses, him. Yeah. Uh, stole him. Stole him yeah. from his home planet because they were worried he was going to get killed by the Empire, probably. At least it was a nice reason to steal yeah, him. Yeah, probably right, because he was in their ship that was crashed with a bunch of people dead. Just like Madonna, she just takes children. Yeah, is that kidnapping you be the judge? Um, <laughs> childhood trauma that got into where he is today. But more importantly, we see a man who has seemingly burned through the last of his goodwill with his friends, family, co-workers on his home planet where he's making a living skimming off the empire pretty much um and it's fascinating yeah. place to start with that's this. where we start yeah that was a long-winded way of that's where i like that that was interesting yeah that was almost like you prepared for this <laughs> one time this came out at a terrible time for star wars in general like everything preceding this has been mediocre stop like, it it's not everything boba fett lots of stuff obi-wan kenobi obi-wan kenobi was above average it was still average. No, above average. It just sure. meant that I was going to say anti- fan anticipation, but I think we can say fan anticipation. Uh, it's it's a bit of an all-time low for Star Wars in general. And I just don't agree with the premise. But- it's really, it's interesting that this has been shopped around by Disney+. Plus. It's going on to other like streaming services as well because it's got such, it, it's such a phenomenal show. They yes. want people to be watching this because it is a way to get them back onto Disney+. Plus. So people you mean are they're, watching they're, it. they're selling it to other yeah. streaming services yeah, so that yeah. it's not an exclusive on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Smart. And, and I think in general, it kind of shows what happens with Star Wars when you get people who just have the dollar signs in their eyes and don't care about a story. Like you look at what people think of things like The Last Jedi and then into the end of the Skywalker saga, all that crap. I just think it's, it's really what we needed. Sorry, it, it moves away from the big bombastic stories into a small, gritty, interesting tale about resistance. Yes. I don't agree with the premise that Star Wars is the lowest it's ever been. I think that would probably be the end of the latest trilogy. I think that you see the stuff that they're coming out with, with uh, you know, the Mandalorian and Osaka. There's other stuff coming. There's excitement in the air. Osaka's not here yet. That's not out. Yeah, but that was we saw a preview of what that will be in an episode of the Mandalorian. Both that mediocre. Obi Wan above average. So my mm. point is, it's not the, at the lowest it's ever been. I, I would. I'm just giving you the generalizations that. of how the population of Star Wars fans feel. This is what the, the internet tells me. Wow, dude, fuck the internet. You look on the internet, man. This is what it's, it's saying. Like the internet. But the point being, it is. Uh, you know, it is a very, very good show. It's fascinating, and it yeah. is Star Wars, but viewed through the eyes of the people who the Empire actually affects. Yes. Rather than like you know a big flashy lightsaber, it's the little guy on the ground. It's, it's a great story. And what we will say about it is the main guy, Tony Gilroy, did not want to return to Star Wars. Yeah, I hear that. He, 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 he was pulled in multiple times to do this story, I that story. I tried to get out, He's like, they pull me back they, in. They kept pitching me shit is basically what he's like. I don't <laughs> want to do that. He's like, fine, if you're going to keep calling me, here's the story I want to tell. Yeah. And this was it. That, fa- really fascinating. And one thing that we always call out is like, I love to look at the stakes of a thing. Right. That's the first thing I look at when I'm watching a show. I'm like, what are the stakes here? Yeah. They're tiny. They, they seem such tiny stakes for this. It's all about this one rogue dude who's basically like 
living day to day, just trying to yeah. scrape by. And it starts feeling that way. And by the end, you're yeah. feeling like this, this is the start of a significantly grander story. You start to feel the stakes of like the slow prodding oppression on a society rather yeah. than, than an individual. And what do you, I, I guess I want to ask you a couple questions. Maybe we'll come back to it, but remind me, what was the singular moment where you felt like this now makes sense? I understand why a people would rebel because what this does a really good job of is taking you through that journey of how oppression can happen subtly until really it becomes something you can't live with and you must rebel. And it does a really good job of that over 12 episodes. So I want maybe we can come back to it, but I'm curious if there was a point in time where you were like, that's it. Now I get it. Like, Interesting. I think for me, it's more around the, like the thing that really got me in this because it sounds so random is just like the bureaucracy. And it, it's, it's a really ground level story in that, is that day-to-day grind. This is people looking at spreadsheets. And you, real, you realize early on like who's working for the Empire and what their goals are yep. and why they're doing it. But at yep. the same time, they're so low level that they affect literally nothing. They have no... There's no Darth Vader in this. There's, there's zero lightsabers. The thing that really encapsulated me was when we were watching the, that, early, that early scene with uh, Cyril Khan, who effectively was told by his boss, said, said by his manager... Ignore this little thing. These two the guys. Two guys that got ignore the two guys. Like yeah. they they were in the wrong place. They Merked. shouldn't have been there. Yeah. They were clearly doing something dodgy. Like don't worry about it. And then you see the scene where he waits for his manager to go on holiday. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> effectively goes and, around him. Yeah, goes around him and just takes like a squad. And there's a bit when they're actually flying down to the planet, and he's giving this speech about like right and wrong and why they're doing it. And they're all like shifting their feet and looking around. They're all like come on man like we, we're just doing our jobs they're like and a subcontractor for the empire of a subcontractor yeah, yeah. it's so and, and like that's when it got me when i was like these guys they're not the higher pay grades they don't get what's going on here they're the grunt they're the interns basically 100 percent, and that like it's it's become a business a business of oppression and, I, and governance that's when it got me i found that, it fascinating that well, the thing that similar tone to that was the level up from him so we're talking about like the Renacops that govern the empire and their colonies that are too far remote for the empire to actually give a fuck about. And then there's the level up, which is like the actual empire. It's kind of like the FBI, right? Yes. Like where they're the actual people trying to investigate, you know, things that happen in a way that stops any potential rebellion or any change to the status quo. Basically keeping it ticking over. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we that- followed Deirdre Miro, who is, by the way, amazing. Uh, Denise Goff. Wow. She's good in this. She does a great job. And it, she's kind of an up-and-coming FBI agent, if you want to use the analogy. Right? I don't think she's that Empire. high. I think she's like a state cop. I think she's like a state trooper. No, I think because she's, she's been promoted from a state copy okay, thing right, is, right. is what the way they We're getting real up. deep in this. No, but it, it's true because it's like she's she's gotten to kind of the big leagues of yeah. like the security surveillance, but she's yeah. still a small pup in this new department. Sure. And uh, where there's all these jurisdictions and she's like an up-and-comer who thinks different. And it's so petty. And that's what I love about it. It's effectively my workplace. I was going to say, the the same token no, to kidding. your... No, but the same token to your point of like, this is akin to the small bureaucracy of people just trying to do their jobs. Yeah. This is akin to the corporate environment. Of course. And it's like this gamesmanship of competitiveness and one-upping each other to move up the ladder of like this thing that, you know... It's yeah. very akin to us just working in our careers, but in this in this dynamic is applied to, you know, securing an, a galactic empire yeah. is like causing this banal like oppression. 
So, so like, it's just really interesting how like you can, it, you can compare it to what is done today and it's actually not that far off. Yeah, it's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. And it sort of follows a few key storylines. Yeah. So we have the Empire and their rent cops that we talked about. We've got Cassian who starts off on what is his home planet at the time. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about in a minute why he has to leave. It also has another another couple of stories, but they kind of intertwine. We have the fabulous, as I mentioned, Stellan Skarsgård, who is this, you you think he's this like, uh, you, you don't really know. For you a think long time, a, you don't know you how important he is. You think he's a dealer. Is. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. stolen goods effectively. But when you find out that he's working with people like uh, Mon, Mothma, who, Mon Mothma, who's a senator, and you find out that slowly, but slowly they're talking and then you realize why they're talking and it, it begins to build pace. And that's what I really liked. About this, this is the leadership funding and current, like basically dictators of the rebellion, not dictators, yeah. but like the kind of the current, no, the they're kernels. The ones, they're the ones who are like yeah. really kicking off. And I, and I love that. So let's talk about performances then. What, who stood out for you in this? Dude, there's so many, but uh, I think if I had to pick one, like no one was bad. Yeah amazing analogy and even the people that were bad were supposed to be like freaking cyril khan and kyle Soller is cyril so you, khan. you know in that first battle i talked about where cyril yeah. khan took the group down yeah you know, you know the dude the, the portly dude who was the, the scottish like, guy, guy yeah. who was his like major or whatever he was yeah that guy i loved him did you really I thought he was, he, he was so perfectly good. cast yeah that's like, what i'm saying he was sure. phenomenal like yeah. his like willingness to do anything to get a, a, up the corporate ladder yeah without thinking of the consequences and the human lives involved was just so interesting. It, it like, was. The interesting thing is for me, like, and I'm going to say this, this is way too hard to say this, but like no one in this is a good guy and no one in this is evil. They're all just working on the things that they think they're supposed to be doing because of the corporate strategy they're in. Yeah. Yes. To a degree. Okay. The, but I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, but there's a couple of people that, like the guy with None the weird the- coral thing. Coral thing? The doctor guy with the coral torture. Oh, yeah, okay. That guy was a bit... We'll, like, get, to, we'll get to him he's later. He's kind of evil. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, he's, he's we'll as get, close as you can we'll get. We'll get to him a little bit later on. I think, yeah. uh, like you say, these are all super compelling characters. Like, I love that I hated some of these people. Like, I think one of the, the best things an actor can possibly do is make you really dislike them. You look at Joffrey in Game of Thrones. 100%. You look at Heath Ledger in The Batman. What? Like... It's the best thing they can do. And if you genuinely dislike someone, and I really disliked the Deirdre character. Like, <laughs> no, she, every time she was on screen, I was like... But you were mm. also like, fuck, she's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She's fucking good. And the worst bit is, like, at the beginning, when you're not 100% sure of what her motives are and what she's doing, I mean, you still... The espionage, you're still not sure who's doing what, right? Yeah. For at least, at least half of the show, anyone could be part of the rebellion anyone could be a turncoat you're yeah. not quite sure and you don't know you kind of find i mean i find myself kind of rooting for her at times i was like in in a sick way been like oh if she is part of the rebellion mm-hmm. perhaps perhaps she should get this yeah, thing yeah. so she can hide 100%, it because you're like and also like you find her rooting like within her dynamic like what you're yeah, saying yeah. within her dynamic of all these shitters in the empire you're yeah. like i want her to win yeah she is like the one that's actually thinking about this thoughtfully and skillfully yeah. not being a bureaucratic dickhead and, but like you're yeah. also like oh what is what are the implications of me feeling this way yeah the implications are fucking cassid andor is dead <laughs> like well that and well and more well, more. interestingly, the, the, the premise of the show is then that after Cassian kills these two guards who are fondling him in an alleyway, according to DL, <laughs> um, he, then, <laughs> yeah. he then goes on the run, right? He, he, he takes off. 
Well, he and makes his big escape because he knows like, the heat's going to catch up with him this time. Precisely. And, and he's been sitting on a uh, intergalactic thingy-majig that he stole from the Empire. A thingy-majig thing. Uh, an unsealed thingy-majig what, Empire thing. What, what do we It's worth a lot on the black what, market. What do we always say? It's uh, a, MacGuffin. a MacGuffin. But it's not really a MacGuffin. It's more nah, like it's a, too early on to be It's a like a valuable resource. I like it, though. Yeah. And what he does is he tries to sell, he tries to sell it effectively to Stellan Skarsgård, who's a broker, effectively, uh, you believe at the time. Yeah. And... They make their big escape together while Cyril, uh, coming up while his boss is on, on annual leave, <laughs> just comes down and like wipes out a bunch of people in a city yeah. trying to catch Cassian. They make it, they Causes make the escape. Scene. Yeah. Causes a bit of, causes a bit of a ruckus. And then they go off and Cassian gets involved in what's effectively a bank heist. What was supposed to be a transaction turns into a pitch letter. Exactly. Basically, because he's so impressed with how this guy got this really, really expensive empire tech. He's yeah. like, I did it myself. It was a crew of one. I just walked in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's so impressed. He's like, I can use this guy. Yeah. Kind of forces him. Twists his arm. Yeah, yeah. Twists his arm. But at the end of the day, forces him because he's about to get caught because he delays so long. Yeah. Blackmails him into doing this other thing, which t- it takes us into like the second part of. Or maybe the, the, the show. Because the, show. Like, the first couple episodes are like about Cassian's life on and or on. It's a, and, it's a great time to start talking about pacing. Yeah. How did you, what, like, in general, what did you think? Arcs of three episodes, which has been okay. talked about by Tony Gilroy. There are three episode arcs, which yeah, he's yeah. talked about as like a formula that he likes to use, but definitely used here. And so you can kind of see that as you go through these uh, these episodes. And, and, I, and I didn't hear that, but now you mentioned it. Helps that the makes pacing. a lot of sense. It helps the pacing a lot. If you take it in chunks, it makes way more sense because early on, and I think part of the reason it took me so long to really get this and get into it, was the the pacing kind of threw me? Like really? it was real slow to start with. Like I that fir- after that first episode, it took four more episodes for me to really feel like the, the after the first episode. Like yeah, okay, there was the escape scene with Stellan Skarsgård. Outside of that, I found it incredibly dull. Not incredibly dull. Sorry, that's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus, I found it. <laughs> I found it a tough watch until the sixth episode. How when much it was the big heist? How much of that though is because you? expected it to be like if you went and rewatched i don't think you think about if you didn't think about this as a star wars story mm. and you didn't know spoilers motherfucker dies in rogue one if you didn't know that <laughs> how much of this would change it like you know what i mean like this i feel like you you kind of went in thinking oh it's star wars the stakes are small i don't care it's not there's no force people i know like it was your almost pre uh your expectation of what a star wars movie is that possibly kind of puts you up like i think if you rewatch you'd be like wow this is actually a really tony gritty lived in world i mean very possibly that, yeah. and there were certain things there were certain things that slowed it down that i i didn't think were fully explored towards the end so like the whole thing with his sister for example well that's obviously he kept for banging on about his second sister, season and i was like come on maybe for sure but let's say hypothetically this carries on not doing as well as it could do what if they just don't make the second season? Like then yeah, I'm just but you like, can't blame the show for setting seeds for things to explore later. That's big saying. Oh, they they thought ahead. Bad. And she's why co- are you doing that? I, uh, we'll we'll, yeah. come, we'll come back to this. Yeah. I, but little things like that, and like uh, it, okay, it wasn't that. It was the amount of time they spent on it, doing the flashbacks to his planet, and then showing how they were all kids and they're all together and they're all kind of all. It's like I don't care about this. Like give me like one scene. They did it like twelve times. Like, I'm like move they did on. It like twice in one episode. They did it at least three times. <laughs> this guy, at least he's three just times. Anti Star Wars over here, which I'm I, not, I I'm not at all. But this isn't Star Wars. I'm this is like an independent show. We know we know like near whether this is better or worse than Aquaman. But I am gonna call out right now that I'm actually in the process of making a YouTube video right now about is Star Wars better without force sensitive humans, and I'm gonna I'm gonna 
going to go against the grain here. I think it is. I don't care about bloody Jedis anymore. I don't care about Sith. This interests me. I this is what I found super compelling. I agree with you. I think that any story with the Jedi has to have characters like this. And it has to have a reason. Like, they have to be not so underpowered that all they are are just, like, things in between. Sure. They need to find a balance. But I, what I'll say is I'm over the Force without a cost. Yeah. The Force used to have a cost. Of course. Like it, I'm over the Force just being the Force and emo guy running around mm-hmm. and Adam Driver doing his thing. Right. The, the, in, the interesting thing about you put one single Force user in any, any Star Wars thing. Like, it's it's almost like they're a giant. They're just a different race. They're just, comp- like, no one around them can get near them. What's the point in everyone else being there? There's I agree. No you have point. to find a way and to equalize. then there has to be at least one Sith yeah. to go against said Jedi. Then there's two people who could just wipe everyone out. It's like, what is the point in everyone around them? Well, the I point- get it that they grunt. And this is the point of the show. This, yeah. is, this is calling that out and not having to have that complete polar opposite to what they are it's i know fast. yeah i know Super that good story writing it's it's a, it's a, it's really good and it's like the fact that like you don't even see a stormtrooper till like episode eight it's pretty I didn't crazy even realize you did that's yeah. awesome yeah the uh I forgot about that the what i will say is like and we're not talking about the future of star wars here so i'll stop after this but i think that there's a way that you can make jedi more gray in a way that in, that informs the stories so that it's like you're 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 more thinking about what is this really powerful user gonna do because it's not so cut and dry that mm. he's gonna be on one side and the other one's gonna mm. be the other it's like how does how does like a more gray version of a jedi play in a modern star wars mm. world and the power dynamics at play like and that could be an interesting thing to explore and that's super interesting that some of the expanded media has looked at that and yeah. it never seems to get further than the expanded media it's like come on guys do something with this yeah. so let's talk a bit about the cinematography and world building so as they then leave the planet we say they have this big heist scene we kind of touched on it in one of our episodes a couple of weeks ago very broadly there's a big heist the guys get away we're just trying to stay away from spoilers here they get away but there's a lot of infighting within the team who do the heist uh to say you know the bare minimal here and cassian effectively escapes on his own i mean the heist by the way does not get Great done without episode. Cassie and I and yeah, Like to give the context to it, he was needed. They were going to fail. Yeah. And Scarsgard realized that, puts them in. And Cassie at first was like, oh, these guys, I'll just truck along. But then he realizes how shitty they, they are. are and he's like, he, like, not shit, but they're just unprepared. And he's like, I need to step up or I'm going to die. Yeah. He exactly. like, basically <laughs> realizes that. And he's like, all right, team on my back. Group go project, team. let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, somebody got to get ahead of this. Yeah. Um. So that that was a really cool little sequence of episodes. And honestly, we haven't talked about uh, Faye Marseille as Val Sartha, but she was really good. I really liked her character. as uh, That was my Mothma's sister, correct? Yeah. Well, we find that out later. We do. Interesting thing about her. I hated her. Really? <laughs> the whole way through. Something about her. She, I liked her. She was the only, the only person in this whole series that took me out in any way. I, I liked was, her. Even the annoying kid. Even the The husband. annoying kid was perfectly annoying. Though. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. the husband who no longer cared about my mother. I thought all of that was really also interesting. Also perfectly good dickhead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they were I really good. I can't believe you didn't like her. I think like her point is to be like kind of the viewer. Like I, I do, I get that mm. view. Like, you're like how what would you want what would you do in this situation you'd want the love of the person and like you she like, just got annoying i don't think she was so. a bit annoying she was a bit needy and she wasn't but that, that's the point she, there's gonna be people like that in a rebellion that like sh- like know what they have to do but struggle and like that's the way the viewer was like you're about to do the thing you the whole heist you were amped up to do mm-hmm. you're about to pull the trigger and risk your life and she she almost doesn't 
Like that's why that's why I think like she's meant to be the person who's like, what would I do in this situation? Interesting. I, I'm not sure what it is, and I I can't even put my finger on it at this point. It I just didn't get along with that character for some Fair reason. Enough. Just not for me. I think in terms of the cinematography and world building, like I loved how gritty and real everywhere they went felt. Everything we've seen from Star Wars pretty much ever has been galaxy expansive and weird sand planets effectively all the time. Or more recently, it's just been, you know, in front of the volume, just like a big picture in the background that they're walking towards. Like it's not really been a place where all of these pretty much, they're all, they I mean, sets, pretty much literally created from scratch. Yeah, you can tell they were set like real sets yeah. for the most part. Um, well, I mean, like you think about the, we, we, I jest about Obi-Wan Kenobi, but like all of that looked like it was shot in a, like a, like a parking lot. None of it looked real. It all looked terrible. There were terrible. parts that were cool. I, I mean, go back and find them. This fight with Vader when he gets dragged across the floor, if you watch that back, it looks so bad. I loved the fight with Vader. Yeah, it's in theory, it's good, and what happens is good, but if you look at everything around it, it's a parking lot with a bit of sand on the floor. It's awful. I was kind of focused on Vader. Well, of course you are, but that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But when you look around the characters in this, like, it's really phenomenal. Well, it's, it's like definitely physical sets, like yeah. you can tell. um question tommy capitalism versus the empire difference yeah i mean that's a tough doesn't feel like there's much delineation yeah yeah like like i I don't know to me it's just like i think that's the one of the big uh i guess themes about that they're pushing is like completely like like, we could be living in this today and it happens slowly you'd never know until you did are we just part of it yeah um and i think that rolls into one of the themes that i was going to bring up that like this is like regular people committing very small acts of evil and they don't even realize it we were talking about this before. Like, it's a machine. Yeah, exactly. They're doing things that is their job. Imagine like, I don't know, like you're selling, you're doing sales and the thing you're selling is actually gonna, I don't know, create the Death Star. Like <laughs> so you, you're selling the widgets. You just don't realize yeah, it. The, the you widgets I mean? that they make, good transition because we, we haven't talked about how uh, after the, uh, the successful heist, Cassian yeah. bails, which you talked about. Ends up killing one of the people in the uh, high school because he was going to betray the crew. So Cassian shows a bit of loyalty in his disloyalty. Like he's like, I'm just taking my share. Yeah. This guy was going to steal everything. That was very I'm interesting. Out. Like this was what I was paid to do. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace. But that wasn't the plan for the rebellion. The rebellion, because Cassian has seen Scar Scar's face, yeah. who's apparently Luther. high up. Yeah. Um, they were actually going to kill him at the end because they're just as ruthless yeah. as the empire which brings me brings this is me where to the another fall to pl- i love it yeah it's great which brings me to another theme yeah be your enemy to beat your enemy which is also a theme of star wars more broadly so they've pulled that back it certainly used to be yeah i really like yeah. that theme that's so interesting and what happens from here is effectively cassian retires for about five minutes he goes off to this <laughs> nice sand planet but he Fucking gets some caught. chick on the beach in the yeah. sand planet it yeah. kind of just looks like my star wars miami it looks very relaxed for <laughs> all of 15 miami. seconds <laughs> miami and what happens is then he gets captured and sentenced to instead of a six-month prison turn he gets six years and it's all part of the empire's big old plot effectively well, well there's a crackdown after the heist yeah because our our main chick figures out there's probably a connection the main fbi chick for the empire and they do a crackdown to like make a statement yeah because the heist is a big deal the empire felt like it's like it was a big 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 uh win for the rebellion yeah quite a bit of cash lost for the empire it's a lot of cat and mouse at this point yeah. in the series it's and, so interesting yeah but it's, the, it's basically like the the politicians or not even the politicians let's say Let's say uh, it's more like the bureaucrats in charge of the police. Yep, yep. And 
But I think the one thing I want to point out is it's not even like he gets like picked up for doing anything wrong. No, he's just walking around on his vacation, minding his own. He's he's they've tried to pull him into the into the rebellion and care about it. He's like, no, I'm out. Of, I'm in it for myself. That's Cassian right now, and that's mm-hmm. the way he's mm-hmm. been, and that's not where he ends up at the end of the series, which is his journey. But at this point, he is, and he just gets pulled up while walking to the bank by a stormtrooper because somebody else was running away, right, and did a crime. Some stormtrooper just grabs him and goes, "You sir, stop," and he's like. Okay. He's like, are you giving me lip? He's like, no. Yeah. All right, buddy. And he like puts him in a chokehold. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like totally just uncalled for. It's, it's almost and, like a reflection on certain parts of society and how they're treated. A hundred percent it is. And uh, that basically doing nothing turns from what even in a terrible world would have been Absolutely. six months turns into six years. Yeah. And this is actually. He gets in prison for six years. You've made a really interesting point here, which is actually one of the themes I had of the show, mm-hmm. which is almost that in this in this pressure cooker they're all living in, inaction can sometimes be as costly as action. And it's so interesting that this inaction leads to him going to the prison. And the whole prison bit we'll, we'll talk about uh, maybe a bit more in spoilers, but it's really fascinating. Yeah, and he does a really good job. They do a really good job in the writing of showing like how, how inaction is okay until eventually it's not. This is a bit that I found really interesting, right? So for me, until watching through, you. that three-episode span of him being in prison, I was... I didn't get the point of it. It really took me out of it. I was like, what? Like, I enjoyed it for what it was. But for this show, I was like, where, are, where is this going? Like, there's three episodes left. How is it going to break out? How does he end up? What happens? I, without words. That, that is your take. That is the best part of the show. I, by far the best part of the show. In isolation. No, agree. no. It is the climax of his character change. Completely not. It 100% is. Okay. Like, like he, Talk me through that. He, like, that is the experience that takes him from being a bystander who just knows that the, that the empire is crushing everyone and there's nothing that can be done about it to the man that is. It doesn't matter if there's nothing to be done about it. I have to do something because it's right. Like, and that that's experience what I mean. is what does it. That's what I mean when I said when I was watching this through the first time. It was, I found it really like almost aggressively like, like polarizing in the middle there. Everything was white all of a sudden. I was like, what's happening? But then, like you say, as you get through them towards the end of it and you're realizing that, that like my favorite bit about that, and we'll talk about it in spoilers, is the way the prisoners are treated once they are allowed to leave or they've done their terms. Fascinating. Like, and that's exactly what it gets to. And that's when at the end of this, you kind of go, now that makes sense. And dude, and you get like how, you know, certain, as you mentioned, elements as people of society and are, are concerned about certain elements of society where like mm. this, they're just like, this is made for me to fail. Yeah. Like, and that, that's what I think. That's the mo- that's the rationalization. They're like, I'm done with this. I'm doing my own thing. That's, I think, the, uh, the parallel to this story that I found really, really well done. So just to finish, finish the point around sort of cinematography world building, I yeah. found this microcosm of a universe within, the, well, sorry, of a galaxy within a galaxy far, far away, so beautifully created and so interesting. Let's talk a bit about action because there are a few action scenes in this. Not heavy action scenes, but there are a few. And there's obviously, we'll talk about the finale at the end, but... I'm trying to remember what the finale was. One area I found really fascinating was, so Stellan Skarsgård, he is very often flipping between planets. He's in a dual role, you find out at this mm-hmm. point. He is partly a rebel rebel leader, but partly sort of this salesman to the rich and wealthy, how he meets Mon Mothma. Yes. And he's on one of his trips out, and he 
is actually picked up by like one of the uh, one of the uh, empire's fleet and they're like you need to come in here like and he you know, he makes a big story up the thing i find fascinating about this is he has studied them to the point he knows everything they're going to do they've got him in a tractor beam he's got He's got weapons to counteract it. You're like, you, it's so obvious, but like you watch any Star Wars and no one's ready for anything. It's like, you know how these people are going to react. It was the coolest, I think, sequence for sure. By far. It's yeah. almost like the Millennium Falcon was actually well thought out. Yeah. Like he had a weapon that specifically got him out of the tractor beam. He knew exactly how many TIE fighters they're going to send after him. He had enough weapons to get him out of that situation. It was so I mean, it was, well but done. But that's the thing. It was. That's exactly yeah. what, It was perfectly calculated because he's like... If the worst case scenario happens, a yeah. Star Destroyer gets me in my tractor beam, I need enough to do this, this, this before yeah. I hit hyperspace. And it's like, I think the cool part is like, how has no one else done this? Because like the, the reality is they're not the Empire. They can't yeah. afford to do this stuff at scale. The only one that gets that treatment is like him. Yeah, He's sure. the dude, like, well, it, it, which it, is but, so cool. And, and it's great because it shows in terms of the action specifically, it shows that they're actually thinking these things through and they actually are tactical about it. Like, you find out he has a mole within the Empire, for example, later yep. on. And that feeds ex- all of his knowledge, how he knows how he's going to get away, how he knows there's going to be four TIE fires. Fascinating, really interesting. Whereas I wonder if that's why some of the later ones are more chaotic, because they don't have information on, you know, from the inside of the Empire, or at least you're not shown it. I'm surprised yeah. there isn't that later on. Yeah, I guess, like, I think that there's, there's plenty of time to, to dig into some of that too later. Sure. Yeah. And I guess one of the other... If it doesn't get cancelled, apparently. Yeah, and I guess one of the other action scenes is when they escape from the prison. Like, I found that fascinating. It was so interesting. Old mate Andy Serkis, really good in that scene. Like, it's almost like... What I like about that as well is... And Diego learned this really well as Andor. He suggests things to people and then he's really good at playing it off as if it's their idea. For sure. And he, used his, he just did all the way through. Language. I mean, it was it was a real like he's like the, he's a leader that is like kind of like not the typical leader. Precisely, he's yeah. like the leader who's not like the one at the front, but he's the one inspiring the people he's to do the hero we need, not the one we have right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. A really, really interesting. So let's talk a little bit about CGI then before we get to the big finale. I thought the CGI in this was so well done comparatively, and I mean we've I've talked a bit about like the likes of Boba Fett and how bland that all was, just a <laughs> bunch of sand. Well, there were. <laughs> Like, so rude. And a back to tank for three episodes for some reason? Like, why? Yeah, there was a bit too much... Uh, <laughs> back to tank. Yeah, that was a bit overkill. But the reality is, there were cool parts of that show. Sure. Overall, it was very sandy. It yeah, that's just, just, <laughs> You know, overall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, other talking points. What do you want? I mean, before we go into spoilers, like... And maybe we actually, maybe we actually need you to talk about I feel about like we're sort things. of skewing around points here. Like, yeah. I think the way it sort of culminates then, and you can probably talk to this a little better than I can, but it culminates with they escape from the prison. We'll talk yep. a bit more about that in a moment. And then Cassian finds out that his mother figure who stole him has passed away. And it culminates in this moment of all of these sort of like vibrating highly pumped up forces all being in the same place at the same time and they're all kind of trying to catch cassian yeah and he's there for a specific reason and he just gets out he gets in and he tries to get out sorry and it's fascinating so interesting and you and it's the first time all these characters are in the same place really pretty much so yeah. skarsgård goes to try and, and all finish for the him job. right yeah, almost yeah. all of them skarsgård yeah. goes to try and finish off cassian the Empire, all of them, all the ones we talked about, Deirdre, et cetera, they're there to capture him. Yep. And also, or to capture someone associated with him because they think he's connected to the big bad. Correct. 
They, they think, yeah, yeah, they think he's connected to Skarsgård, which, which he is. technically is, he, but but loosely, loosely, and obviously Andor's there. Yeah, so like all of these forces are all in this place at this time. The only one who's not is there, obviously, is like Mon Mothma. But why would she be? Yeah, the senator who's doing all the funding. It's fa- it's really yeah, we haven't even talked about her storyline, which is very interesting. I think we should hold that for spoilers because yeah. I think that's one of my favorite ones actually. So one well one thing that I wanted to ask you then is like who do you think? is more ruthless from a non-spoiler point of view, like Deirdre, who works for the Empire, or Luthen, who's still in Skarsgård, who works for the Rebellion. Who's more... Who To you, like, who's more ruthless? I mean, I think that's a trick question. They're equally ruthless. In different ways. Yeah, they're it's, equally ruthless. It's terrifying how far the Rebellion... You ruthless. see the Rebellion will go to get to their well, end. Well, I mean, like, one of the best parts of the show is the monologue. That of is, course. Is Skarsgård, Skarsgård's monologue. Of, Which we'll talk about. Yeah, about basically summarizing, like, I have to be them to beat them. Exactly. Yeah. All right, then. Well, we're scooting, skirting around spoilers. So let's go tones and themes. What are your top tones and themes of this? Top tones and themes. I mean, we talked about a bit. I just said one of them. I think that how simplicity, I like how how slow machine, almost machine like uh, complacency with like abuse can lead to like oppression. Uh, with before you even notice, um, I'd say like you 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 talked about it a bit, but uh, the banality of evil. You said slowly creeping the ground level impact, right? Like how it can just happen, to almost like like in an ordinary life, in an ordinary way, before you even notice. Uh, and then the the whole like you know use the dark side to beat the dark side without any of the dark yeah, side. Yeah, I love it. that. Those I love the, all that. Those the, are the three big ones. And the Nazi of Evil is a really good one. It's hope. Yeah. I mean, that I was yours. I think the hope's so bleak. The reason I like this is because the hope is so bleak in this. Like they, it's what you say. They have to be the evil to beat the evil. And it's yeah. fascinating to see that side of Star Wars. Like I say, it's, it's always just light, blue lightsaber versus red lightsaber. It's so like cut and dry. Whereas this, you're like, this guy doesn't give a shit about... Like, Cassian doesn't give a shit about the rebellion in the beginning. He doesn't yeah. care. And that's what's really fascinating about it. I think it's like, do the right thing because it's the it's right... It's a movie right there. Uh, tell me then your is three it? best and your is three really worst. Is that really a movie? Do the right thing. Yeah, go on. Oh, because it's the right thing? T- three best and three worst. He doesn't, he doesn't humor me. Three best Will and I three ever. worst. One way out. One way out. out. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that's my uh, that's the best, and I'll leave you to that. There's a pinnacle episode of television in this show, and it's a prison break yeah. without tattoos. <laughs> the second one would be peripheral character performance, just more broadly. Like every character yeah. shows up, every character has like a lived-in feeling and a purpose, um, and then more broadly, just the tone, the tone of the of the like. It's just it really does a great job of letting you feel and and live in a world where like slowly but surely the oppression is clinking up in a way that like you know eventually you just can't stand but it's not so it's not like this big tragedy happens it's just like each thing happens and you you start to feel it and you feel like why this is not acceptable and why it must change completely agree it's that slow creeping anxiety almost that really gets you so my three best are the empire actually felt terrifying for the first time i would say since (laughs) the original trilogy like i mean yeah there's been flashes of it but this was the first time i've been like they just crushing people's souls they just just, well they're just treating them like not like that's it yeah um i i thought the politicking was deliciously devious like everything about it just good alliteration it just had like a an edge to it that i haven't even thought about in terms of Star Wars, like those small evils that we talked about. And like, it felt real. 
Like everything about this felt real for once. Yeah. No, it was, it, it just, I mean, it literally felt like our own world. Yeah. And <laughs> um, it, I can see how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, they give We've me a worst. We've talked about it a bit. But give me a worst. Yeah. The worst is nothing. 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 Okay. And nothing. But if I must, Cyril, but he's good. I think he's great. Atlas daughter, but she's good. Okay. I think this is like, a, like as close to a nine or 10 out of 10 of a show as you can get. Well, we don't do that here, DL. We'll I talk know, about that in I know, just a I second. Know, but you're asking me for the worst and I don't think there's much. I'll give you mine very quickly. One, I know we know where it's heading, like in yeah, terms of Cassian's prequel, story. That's prequel syndrome. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the timing of its release, I've talked about in a moment ago. And the one thing, and you're going to hate me for saying this, is that it, like this is the first one of the first shows that really demands a hundred percent of your attention like it bounces around quite as far a lot as star wars goes yeah big time and mm. there were times when i got a little lost because i was a bit like why why is he there i'm so Come on, dude. and it took me it took me to really deep dive the show and really think about it and sort of analyze it the whole pit the part where he's like when he goes to prison i'm like I, I, I wasn't 100% sure why. I was like, why, why is he going to prison? And yeah, then, but that's, that's fair because you're like, he did nothing. Exactly. And it yeah. took me a while to really get into the like mindset of, oh, the, this is just the, the empire. Being this is just like empire. a mistake that has yeah. cost someone their life and no one knows. Exactly. And no one it's cares. crazy. All right. So what we do is, Dre just mentioned 9 and 10 out of 10. We don't talk about that here on the <laughs> show. And if you're a regular, you'll know that by now. What we do is we talk about whether this is better or worse than the most average movie we can think of, which is Aquaman 2018 as always. Yep, it still is. Pretty DL. average. It's still the most average <laughs> movie. DL, is this do, better or worse than Aquaman Do I need to answer the question? I've been raving about the show the whole episode. It's obviously better than Aquaman 2018. The question is, a better question, is this better or worse than The Empire Strikes Back? I mean, nothing's better than Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I don't know, man. It's probably my favorite piece of media. I think this is definitely as good as at least two of the movies in the original trilogy i'd say it's the best thing they've done since the original trilogy from my perspective yeah, i mean that's easy. from a certain perspective that's fucking easy to say like what would be better you tell me the other one who's been raving about it i mean like no i'm saying what would be sorry like of the other one like there's the distance between those everything other than the original trilogy and this is like not even worth comparing yeah, anyway nothing in the tommy world. how do you feel about this aquaman comparison is it is it a worth a conversation worth having well i think you're going to be surprised by my answer dl Nah, it's of course it's better it's way better <laughs> it's uh it's like i say it's probably the best piece of star wars media like i say since that original star wars trilogy i, I don't see another thing in the star outside of the expanded canon anything that quite gets close the phantom menace is good not as good as it this. has its moments, but it's mainly good for like how good it is at times and how bad it is. At yeah. Times. Oh my God. It's and the like memes a that it's broken and like, or it's created like the, the memes and the marshmallow, <laughs> the marshmallow video. What's the marshmallow video? Have I not seen this? It's, uh, Sending me later. You is a child that one. And the marshmallow is just on fire. And he goes, I hate you. That's Revenge of the Sith. That's, oh, sorry. That's what I meant. Not Phantom Menace. Um, I liked Phantom Menace. Oh, anyway, look, let's talk about this then. Let's go full spoilers, DL. I think there's a lot to talk about here. So let's try and keep it sort of a little bit streamlined. Yes. Where the hell was his sister? Lost. <laughs> Perhaps dead. Is that a storyline we're going to come back to? Perhaps dead. I actually don't think we will i think it's just a grounding thing for him 
You know, it's something he's never been able to let go of. They could go and make it about his sister, but what does that matter? Because that just detracts. No, I'm, I'm being an idiot. I'm just messing around. It does detract from her. Yeah, of from, course. Let's talk a little headed. bit about the finale then. So the finale is phenomenal to start with. I do think it was good. I was so, if I can be frank, such a, on such a high from the prison break, which is sure. like one of the best. We barely even talked about what's his name. Um, Andy Serkis. Yeah, but uh, the, the finale, while I loved it, it honestly wasn't as good as that for me, but I still enjoyed it. I don't know. I think I enjoyed the finale more than the prison break. Let's talk about the prison break then very quickly. We've sort of given you the, the vague outline of what's happening in the story yeah. while we were bad at this this week. Yeah, it's hard. But, it's long. It's yeah, 12 episodes. It's 12 episodes. So the prison break is effectively a three episode like mini series in itself yeah. where Cassian's in prison and they're finding out that the Empire is effectively making it. So it's a circular system. If you leave, there are, I think it's 12 prisons. If you leave one... You just go to twelve a floors one. of this massive prison in the middle of the ocean. Very, very. Uh, but there isolated. are other prisons as well. Yeah, so when you leave one prison, you go to a different one. And not only that, you um, they're making these parts all day. It's basically like slave labor. Yeah, it's like hard manual yeah. labor. Yeah. all day, which we find out later. Spoilers are parts for the Death Star. Oh, that's the post credit scene. That's yeah. what we we're going to talk should about. I not, should, I, should we cut that? That's fine. Yeah, but uh, the, but like I just think it's it's relevant to this, and it's so they don't even know they they're a piece bring, of this machinery. How would you ever know? It's so fascinating. Exactly. You bring it brings it that full circle to that broad, bigger threat, right? Yeah, and it's a pretty dire situation. The floor can zap and kill them at any time. Immediately, it's crazy. Uh, they have no weapons. Every day they do that for twelve hours, no and they shoes. go to sleep. They have no time off. It's just the same thing every day. Everyone else has guns. You're like, there's no way they're breaking out of here. Yeah. Like my initial take was like, holy shit. And, but everybody in the prison, when you get there, it's just like machine like efficiency that the empire mm. has built mm. where everybody's bought into just being yeah. faster so they can get out sooner. But we soon discover that what Tommy told us and, and floor by floor, you hear rebellions happening and they, they, you know, it's, it's really impossible to do it justice. But in this very inspiring montage, they break out. Completely agree. Led by Cassie Nandor. Well, led by any circus, inspired by, inspired by, Cat. and that's that goes back by. to the point I was yeah. making. It's fascinating yeah. that he's so good at this. Yeah. Uh, and Cassian, he's almost like a master tactician in this. You see him manipulator almost, but not yeah, but like work, working out how many guards are there. Yeah. And oh my god, it's it's really fascinating. How good is that line when he finally convinces him by talking to the doctor who was on the floor before? He's like they mm-hmm. iced the whole floor. Yeah, and he finally they finally they find out something like about what happened, and it was like oh. One guy had been moved around. And well, like, what happened was, yeah. they ch- what, what I mentioned was about it, prisons going to different prisons. So one had finished his sentence in this prison. And what they tried to do is move him to a different prison, but they messed up. And they and put he, him in the, a different they floor. They brought him back to a different floor in the same prison. And that let everybody know. It's like, we're never getting out of here. But the interesting thing was, to me, yeah, wouldn't he have gone to another prison and just told everyone, hey, I was supposed to get out, but they put me here. Well, you, you you assume that on the flight there, there's trouble, and uh, then he gets another sentence, right? Like, oh, okay, that's how okay, I assu- okay, that's okay, how okay. I assumed uh, it would work. Okay. They would find a way, or there's a prison where everyone just knows they're getting fucked. Anyway, the, maybe um, the point being, like they they're inspired to like rebel, and they do, and it's a very very uh, it's a very cool scene. It's fascinating, yeah. and there's so there's an interesting sub story going on here. While this is all Only happening, six guards at any time. Yeah, Twelve. Twelve. Was it twelve? Yeah, yeah. There's an interesting subplot going on here. So what happens is, after the initial, very early episode rebellion on uh, Andor's home planet, the Empire come down and they crack control it. They take over the whole planet. It's under martial law at all times. And they, the Empire believe that 
maybe sorry it's uh it's what's her name it's deirdre thinks that maybe cashin might come back for the Mm. funeral so what she does is she goes down there and they start torturing people trying to find out what his whereabouts his old girlfriends his old mates so and like the the torture they do to them is messed up yeah messed up it's like this noise that releases a certain hormone in the brain that's like fear or something and it like tortures you everyone looks pretty bad it's basically like these 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 Coral aliens, the Empire invaded once, yeah. die killing. They're killing the children, and they make a noise that apparently makes drives humans insane. It's and they recorded it and made it worse, and then use it for torture. <laughs> Yay, Empire! <laughs> Fucking well, anyway, they, they all yeah, they all literally, like we mentioned, they all come together in the finale of this planet. Cassian's there to try and save his old girlfriend. Is his old girlfriend his friend Bix, whatever she is to him, and kind of be there for the funeral. Deirdre's there to try and capture him in the act. You've got Cyril who's there off his own back again, you know, while his boss is on leave. I can't believe He's that. back round. I don't understand how Cyril makes it. No idea. It's he pretty, gets everywhere. I was guy. pretty like, well, I was watching this show like for 10 episodes. It's like, when, how is he going to be relevant? Yeah. <laughs> I he gets, think like, he's he going to be like, re- We didn't even talk about it. But, like he gets like, has to go live with his so, mom yeah he gets like so three much screen time and then he like he's like eating cereal his mom's just like big dogging him and his new job is like an auditor like once he gets fired from his he old job a great character. he's like stalking the fbi agent deidre yeah. and eventually like goes and shows up with her and, and, and spoilers saves her life i guess that's how he's gonna get catapulted i wonder if that's gonna be how yeah. it is yeah or something happened like sure he's gonna be bigger than it anyway. but like what what is he gonna provide anyway i don't know he i don't know he's digress. just more of that banality of evil that's what he is that's yeah. what he brings to the table yeah. he's driven by the corporate structure and doesn't see the evil he's doing and obviously Stellan Skarsgård is there effectively to kill Cassian because he because he's seen his face but there's no reason for him to be there why is he there himself that's a good question I because I think that. there's an element of him that like saw something in him and he's, I think it, he wants to save him yeah but I thought there was another reason there was another reason that they like in the plot they actually used to say why he should be there forget what it is but i think it's it's beyond just that well anyway it's the funeral of cassian's mother and there is a uh, this this was a bit that i was like oh no it was a big projection of her out of the what was it the emo robot b2 emo and what a great name and she was effectively giving the whole planet a rousing speech. Like, I rested for too long. You need to go and fight. And she's like, uh, easy for me to save from the dead, but I would fight if I had another chance. And it was really interestingly done. I like. And I then liked, somebody kicks over B2 emo. I, I, pretty rude. Bloody emo got kicked. He's stuttering. A stuttering droid. Oh Dude, my God. Like, give that droid a new battery, bro. I, I, I love the breakaway scene. So obviously Cassian breaks Bix out again. They run for it. And the whole show culminates with Cassian letting everyone escape. So he, you think it's for altruistic motives so that they can get away without him being on the ship in case they get caught. When really he's sneaking back to Skarsgård's ship to be well, like... it might be both. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Bit of grey. Back yeah, to the yeah. theme of the film. Yeah. I love it. What but a great... also like bad, bad fucking security protocol scars guard to just like leave your ship exactly where you left it last time so cassian knows where to find you well there you unless go. he did it on purpose well who knows look i want to know are you excited for another season of this of course i am where do you think it might go well they'll still have it on disney plus no no where do you think the story might go uh, <laughs> sorry i don't know I think that what we're going to see is obviously him, you know, 
go into recruitment mode yeah. and do some like re- think? some some bigger, heavier, you know, hits. And it's this there's got to be another big heist and another big win that turns this from just a like and that's probably going to be more Mod Mosfa's storyline, mm. I would say. Like that that heavy She's hitter great. bringing the money, bringing more guns. But like I think he's going to be a big part of inspiring the other rebel leaders that are currently not aligned to Skarsgård to become you more think Cassie aligned. Will be that. Interesting. I think it'll be a big part of what he does. Yeah. I, I think it might go the other way. I would li- I'd like that. It's an interesting idea. Mm. I think he might be the man on the ground. I think he might be the one yeah, doing the, those di- guys doing the, the dirty work for Stellan Skarsgård. I think Skarsgård will be the one. He'll take a step back. He will start bringing more people, more big leaders, more people with money in mm. where I think Cash will be the one who's, organizing the hits organizing the rebellion from the ground he level. for sure will be on the ground but i feel like he's got to be a part of the recruitment that's the whole point he's good at inspiring people to rebel interesting that's I, like the whole I, thing but i don't think people with money would listen to him i don't think uh oh not necessarily money i mean like the uh the guerrilla war completely that's what i think he's going to be doing yeah the like, guerrilla war. like what's the guy's name he's in it from rogue one yeah, yeah, yeah. i forgot his that, name those, forrest whitaker yeah those yeah, yeah, characters yeah. yeah but that's a little weird team and that's not, not another interesting fact around like how Selskar's guard was happy to let them all die. So fascinating. Look, we couldn't do this justice in one episode. Yeah, this is such honest, a good it's show. It's a pretty bold thing. We're already at an hour and a half. So Fascinating, really interesting stuff. Look, DL, do you want a little bit of true or false trivia just to wrap up? You know I do. I know you do. True or false, DL. This show is the first Star Wars production to acknowledge the existence of casual sex in the universe. He's looking confused. Did they even have casual? I guess, yeah, Cassian did a bit. He's looking very I mean, confused. And they like looked at it. Um, casual sex. So Anakin doesn't count because they're secretly married. Because they're married. On Solo. They never really hook up. Except for the casual kiss between Fun Luke sex. and Leia. It's not. Uh, yes. This is true. So this is referring to the scene when Cassian thinks he's got away after the heist and he's on that weird sand planet and with a chick next door. And he's just hooking up with someone. Yeah. He's just like, all right, this is me. This is good. This is life. Before he gets put in prison. I find that fascinating. And like, not, not really that, in, not like, I'm not blown away by it. It was made in the 70s. Like, TV, TV and movie was a very different thing back then. But it's mm. interesting that it's taken this long for it to be. Well, and then when it wasn't made in the 70s, it was all like Disney. Disney-fied, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, or, or like LucasArts-ified, like, gotta have the action figures. True or false DL? No boobies. Cassian's blaster is a Brea pistol, which was introduced in Star Wars Rebels games. True or false? True. Actually, false was introduced in Star Wars Dark Forces, which is a fascinating game. And it follows this quasi-Han Solo figure who was supposed to be brought into the, into the actual films, but never was, and kind of got pushed to the side when all the expanded stuff got removed. But it was also within Star Wars Battlefront 2015 when it was released, which... Interesting bit of trivia, DL. Thank you. Trivia, trivia. I'm right, just glad that it one. was from a video game. It is. Remember, yeah. It is in the video games. Final one. Several, quotation marks, Easter eggs appear in Luthen's gallery. Is that true or false? True. It is true. And it also includes a number of items such as, in, for, sorry, from the Indiana Jones franchise uh, and him frozen in carbonate and various artifacts from the different areas of the Star Wars universe. Love that. Fascinating. Love that. I In Marvel movies, maybe I would have got some of those references. In Star Wars, possibly not so I much. definitely saw a couple of things where I was like, that. I feel like that's fun. I've something. seen that somewhere before I know you. Look, ultimately, this really hit the mark for me. It's everything I wanted. It was gritty. It was dark. It was all the shades of gray without any too much polarizing. I didn't think there was any mm. polarizing in this. 
I think it's the Star Wars we need, not the Star Wars we deserve. <laughs> not the Star Wars. <laughs> the Star Wars fans deserve. Yeah, exactly. Because they are twats. Oh, wow. Well, all right. Well, let's, let's not... Let's, let's, let's go too deep, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You guys that suck a little yeah. bit. <laughs> not a lot. Like, But it's true, man. You can play no matter what, and then you get something good. You don't watch it. They got to sell it to Amazon Prime or some shit. Always. Look, guys, yeah. we... We'd love to know what you think about Andor. Let us know if there's anything we missed. We didn't talk about enough about Mom Mothma. She was one of my favorite parts of this goddamn show. Yeah, it was good. Hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. We love it when you do. We have a bit of correspondence to say, do we have anything? What do we have? Who, who, who wrote in other than Bernie? We have a couple of mats this week. No, we don't. I mean, one of them is for next week. I will give you friend of the show, Joe. Friend of the show, Joe wrote in. So thank you, friend of the show, Joe. We really appreciate it. He said he's listening to some of our older episodes. Interesting. Well, I'm very <laughs> not, not sure that's the best idea. But at the time, we were asking for recommendations on TV shows. Okay. And he said, why don't we, apparently, apparently we've mentioned the in-betweeners before, I didn't know that. Why don't we check out Vice Principles, which is on Binge, which is sort of like the Australian HBO. Uh, apparently, it's a bit in-betweeners-esque and pretty funny. With Vice Principles? It's called Vice Principles, yeah. Who's in it? I have no idea. All right. Thank you for the show, Joe. We really appreciate it. We'll put it on the list of ever-expanding things that yep, I think on. we probably watched one of, but we will absolutely get around to it. We really appreciate it. I actually need some new TV right now. So If it's a comedy, I'm in. I definitely am mm. not going to watch more Rebellion. I can, what, was the, no, what was the one I told you about before? Not Rebellion. The Treason? Charlie Cox one, Treason. I Awful. don't know. Thank you, friend of the show, Joe. We really appreciate it. Matt, another friend of the show, messaged in and said, great to hear our conversation about Wednesday the other week. He said... We didn't talk enough about Tim Burton, who really nailed the series. Fair. Fair. He said he had to check that sentence and rewrite it. <laughs> <laughs> he said him and his wife watched episodes six and seven. I had just watched episode six and seven and said they were really well done. And I think I, I agree. We agreed with him, I think. We talked about this the other week. Like, yeah. It was such a good show. Yeah. I'm surprised it was Tim Burton. Like, in a weird way, I'm like, really? Tim Burton's back? He's done so much random crap. Yeah, I mean... But this is so him. Oh, so him. And in yeah. a great way. Any any correspondence from you, DL? Dude, I got nothing this week. It's an empty empty mail. Full. Empty mail sack for you. Yeah, us. whatever the hell you call it. Final bit of news from us then. Friend of the show, Wilco, says, Great episode, guys, on the best and worst of 2022. He said, DL, hurry up. Get round some of those games. And he says he completely agrees. Elden Ring is one of the best games he's ever played. Jesus Christ, I can't be here. He like says that. he's thinking about starting it again with a different class. <laughs> no. He did say... This sounds so dense, I can't do it. He did say he's taking a little bit of time to get around to God of War Ragnarok, but it's yeah. growing on him. So, Elden Ring, my man. I just think that's not something I'm doing for a while. Yeah. Because like, if I do, you will never see me again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sunk 200 hours into that game. It was yeah. just amazing. Look, thank you all. Really appreciate it. DL, where can they find us and wrap up the show, my man? They, they can find us at thepodcastassemble at gmail.com or podcastassemble on Instagram. Please do pass the pod. Give us wow, a review. Please. Give us a review. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you. We did that. If you've stuck out this long, Jesus, you must have some thick, this, thick this skin. This shake is hitting me. It's a good <laughs> thing we're at the end here. Uh, thanks so much sugar. to friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss of Blissery.fm for editing this episode. Uh, if you are a budding podcaster and are thinking of hiring a podcast engineer to edit your podcast, let him know by email to info at Blissery.fm or visit Blissery.fm for more information about Matt and his podcast services. 
You can also listen to his video game news podcast, The Dead Drop, 10-minute episodes twice a week. Probably hear something about Resident Evil this week, Resident Evil 4. Matt, if you missed that, come on, man. That's, that's a big game. Yeah, it's, a it's, big, a big game. it's a big week for news. Um, and thank you, Tommy. Thank you, dear. Until next time, later, skaters. Tally-ho! <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh.